0: This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Sip Survive. Repeat. Kenny's not here. I'm <laughs> Danelle. I'm Jenny. I almost said I'm Jenny. <laughs> I'm staring. At Untrue. You. Um, Kenny was out in Vegas celebrating the Super Bowl and um so he was not gonna come in today. Good for him. I don't blame him. <laughs> so it's just the two of us you're stuck with. We're sorry if the recording value is not great. We're doing this on my phone, which is hilarious to me. And I think it'll sound okay. I think it'll be great. If not, too bad. Too bad, you guys. Deal with it. We'll, we'll, we'll work through it. Um, send us your complaints. Send us your complaints at www.wedontcare.com. Um, <laughs> just kidding. We actually not really hard. do care. Um, We got a couple of really nice reviews in the last week or so, so I just wanted to shout out um, you guys and say thank you. Um, I can look them up real quick. I'm sitting in front of a computer today because we're at work. Yeah, we are drinking tea, tea. like lay masses. So what are you, I'm sipping on this wonderful um, chamomile mint tea, and it's absolutely delicious and refreshing. Great. I am drinking raspberry herbal tea. Uh, It is a caffeine-free herbal tea, and I chose it because it has a red hue, and it reminds me a little bit of drinking wine, just because it's, like, fruity. (laughs) Mine has a a dirty brown hue, so it reminds me of drinking beer, (laughs) which I drank last night. Oh, my God, I love it. (laughs) Because of the Super Bowl. Jenny, did you watch the Super Bowl? Um, No. I did did YouTube the halftime show, though. What did you think? Um, Loved it. I loved it. Loved it. I feel like a lot of people were getting real like this is too much sexualization. It's a lot of skin, but as one coworker pointed out to me, they're wearing a lot of stuff. Yes, like there's tights, there's spanks. there's things you know locking them in. Lock it in tight. Nothing's ladies. gonna slip. Mm-mm. Like mm. a nip, nothing like a nip slip. <laughs> I mean, we already had that happen in one yeah, Super Bowl. Exactly. Um, I thought they were great. What are you looking the at, Kleenex? Oh, my left okay. nostril. It's okay. I can okay. power through. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's clean, but fine. Get in there. <laughs> I'm handing I'm her a I'm in it. Um, so back to review. Right, you're right. Um, no, no, no. I want to go back to J Lo and Shakira. Um, I just want to be like, okay, Shakira's 43 and J Lo is 50, amazing. and I'm just like, I should really work on my fitness a little bit harder. <laughs> now, I mean, I did just get a Peloton bike. You did. So. I sold mine. Janelle got one. She did not buy mine. I should have. She should have. Because they're expensive. As fuck. But I'm really enjoying it. Good. Good. My two times on it. Good. It's been great. I love that. My I've point is, is, maybe I'll look like Shakira when I'm 43 because it'll take me that long to get into shape. Sounds great. It'll be great. I just, I love those two. I know. Did you get the political message part of it? Which part? <laughs> there were multiple. Poli- like the one with the, they were like little cages that kids were oh, sitting in. no, I did not. Yeah, there were, there were cages with kids sitting in them. Oh. When uh, J-Lo's daughter came out to sing. I did not. And I didn't realize that was her daughter until after the fact. Which, oh. by the way, natural talent, she's yeah. a beautiful voice. I know. I'm like, way to go, girl. I, I will say before they, <clears throat> before the Super Bowl, I was like, why are they doing J-Lo and Shakira just because neither of them have come out with anything recently? And now I get it. Now you get it. Like, I loved all of J. Lo's songs, and it mm-hmm. took me back, and Shakira was amazing, so I take back my mental thought of them not being relevant, because they are. They're amazing. And it was great. I loved everything about that. Probably one of my, other than Lady Gaga, was my top favorite Super Bowl performances. Okay. All right. And me too. I liked it a lot. I also liked it back in the early thousands. Uh, there was one where it was like Aerosmith, but then like Britney Spears, oh, yeah. Nelly. That's a classic. Sync. They all came out, and I was like, yeah. This is amazing. Yeah that was like big in the pepsi days too like when britney did all the pepsi stuff anyway (laughs) okay so we have a bunch of reviews um the one that i and the one that we just got is not showing up here but uh we had one from kaylin and um she said refreshing idea for a podcast that brings laughs and lifts spirits stories are always entertaining and who doesn't love weird news i mean you're definitely gonna love it today when jenny and i do it to each (laughs) other get ready and every time I start doing this podcast, I have to clear my throat. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay. Now. Um, what, do we need to talk about anything else? No, I think we're good. Oh, this might God. be a little shortsy one this week. Shorter. Maybe not. Who knows? Jenny's Um, going first I am and I have a long story but it's only long because it's from Reader's Digest and I really like to get into it I love a good Reader's Digest article I didn't know how much I like Reader's Digest articles until we started this podcast Ooh, someone's calling me from work I'm gonna just goodbye okay five four three two one two three four five yes um I feel like there's something else I did want to say though Mm. I really can't remember what I don't know. I, ha- I have listened to a couple of our episodes recently, and I don't know about you guys, but I feel like they're hilarious. I think we're funny, but I'm a little biased. A little, we are both I think biased. you're, I think you're more funny. Mm. You're the funniest. <laughs> we will have a sponsor soon. Yes, we will. In a couple weeks, probably. Mm-hmm. So look out for that. That'll be exciting. Exciting times. Um, and yeah. And Kenny's not here. And Kenny's, yeah. Recovering. Recovering. All right. In Vegas. Are we ready? I'm ready. Tell me it all. This is the survival story of Xavier Cunningham. Mm. And as I mentioned, this is from a Reader's Digest article. What year? I didn't write that down. Okay, I'm I'm picturing like 1985 because it's Reader's Digest. I don't know if it's that far, but anywho. So Xavier Cunningham was a young boy. I want to say, does it tell me how old he is? Maybe like 10? Maybe. I don't know, maybe younger than that. Sorry, I just burped chicken noodle soup. So (laughs) gross. Sorry. Stinks. Sorry, guys. Um, So edit that out. (laughs) Nope. Kenny, leave that in. Uh, Okay. So Xavier Cunningham uh, found a stainless steel skewer in his backyard. Um, Oh, two Septembers ago. Now, since I don't know when this was written, I don't. (laughs) What's two years ago? Let's assume it was two years ago. So a stainless steel skewer. A stainless (laughs) steel skewer. A stainless steel (laughs) skewer. It was, yeah, five times fast. Um, It was a foot and a half long, and it was about the width of his pinky. Oh, okay. So it's thick. It's a thick one. Hmm. Um, One end had just one single point, and the other one had four sharp prongs. Now, before you're like, what the fuck, Jenny? It's what you would put a rotisserie chicken. I was going to say, this is a meat skewer. Yes. I'm assuming. So you put... No, you put a chicken on it oh. and you put it on your grill. Oh, okay, we have one of those. Okay, great. Good for you. Not for pigs, for chickens. Great. I, chicken I know. Once. I know you don't eat the pigs. For turkey. No. Oh god. Um, so him and his friends. I, all these names are amazing, by the way. Xavier and his friends, Silas oh. and Gavon, Gavon or, or Gavin. I'm going to say Gavin. <laughs> I let no, please call him Gavon and Gavon. Oh, they were all ten years old. Here we go. Aww. I was like imagine these cute little 10 year olds so they find this and of course the boys i have one of those yeah so they are chucking it across the yard naturally (laughs) to see how far it can land in the ground yeah basically who could chuck it the farthest great that sounds right (laughs) (laughs) sounds accurate so they got bored eventually because little boys get bored easily uh, they ditched the skewer and they went into, they started climbing up into their neighbor's tree house. So oh no. um, they oh no. stuck all four prongs into the ground as an anchor. And then they all climbed up into the tree house using the 10 foot ladder. Jenny, I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> do you? <ya>? I do. <laughs> okay, now, this part I didn't see coming. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, the boys, as they were climbing up, didn't notice the huge wasp's nest oh. that was wrapped around the back end of the tree. So once they were up in the treehouse, they started getting brutally attacked by wasps. Yeah. Which, I don't know if you've been stung by a wasp, but it fucking hurts. I've never have been, and I never want to be. Like, bee stings hurt. Mm-hmm. And most of them feel bad. keep stinging you, right? They can. Okay. Um, And they also have more, there's like a venom in the sting. So it fucking hurts. Like, a dickens. Oh. the dickens. That oh. and yellow jacket I think. swells up, yeah. Like, because bee stings, they sting you, and the stinger comes out, and then you're just then like, die, and you are done. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um no. So the swarm was so aggressive that Silas kneeled in a corner and started praying. The little <gasps> 10 year olds in the, oh. the little treehouse. Just letting them like sting him. I guess. Um Xavier says, I'll get, I'll get my mom. Go mom's Xavier. Mom's Go. mom's fix, fix everything. Yes. All right. So he's coming down the ladder, halfway down, a wasp stings him on his hand. Okay. He swatted at it with his other hand and he lost his balance and fell face down. Before breaking his fall with his arms, he felt a sting right under his left eye. Oh, boy. Was that a wasp? Uh Uh-uh. It sure (laughs) wasn't. It sure wasn't, you know. It was a skewer. Oh, God. That you took rotisserie chicken on. You should have laid it down on the grass, not facing up god oh
1: my god oh my god huh. there are Played pictures
0: it didn't go through his eye it okay. went right below oh or below his left eye hold on just under his left eye so mm. it went in like right here but that would oh okay um okay there's so many things <clears throat> are face. you ready, I'm ready. for a for gross out time last day okay. okay six inches of it was now buried <laughs> in xavier's head oh my god Okay, screaming, he got up and ran home. Yeah. So he still has a skewer in his face. Okay, that was my question. Nope, he locked it in, which is good. Uh, you'll hear why. You'll hear why in a sec. Um, he ran 50 feet back to his house. Uh, Gabrielle Miller, 39, was upstairs folding laundry. Oh, God. Um, And she shared uh, the house with her husband, Shannon Miller, and their four children. So Gabrielle is the... M- Wait. The mom. The mom. Shannon is the dad. It's a little confusing because I feel like that's. The names are. Yeah. Opposites. But gender standards are changing these days. It's fine. Um, So the father, Shannon, had taken uh, two of the kids, two of the four, to the arcade. Okay. Um, And Gabriel, who manages a title insurance business, stayed home with Xavier and Xavier's older sister, Shia. These interesting names. I know. I'm like, where does it live on this street? Yeah, I'd fit right in. She heard her son screaming, and she was very nervous, or she was kind of like annoyed. The mom was annoyed yeah. because Xavier was kind of a crybaby. Okay. Okay. And I'm not. And I she's mean, like I don't care about your bee stings. We said, oh, wait. like, yeah. As a toddler, he would always get like a little scratch and just like lose his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, he had they had two dogs, and he would get so upset if the dogs jumped on him. He would always start screaming. He was always scared to walk their dog Max who was a coon hound that he had gotten as a puppy. It was his dog um, because the dog pulled him down the road with the leash. Oh, like he was just kind of so, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he's a little boy. It's, I mean, I'm not going to judge. Sensitive. He's a sensitive little boy. Yeah. Um, which I think is adorable. He probably go, grow up to be very sensitive and caring. A lover. husband someday. Or A someday. <laughs> or a lover. As Jenny would. So, I like that you're like husband and I'm like, lover. You go straight there. <laughs> okay. Um, Gabrielle, the mom, was almost down the stairs, and Shia, the 14-year-old sister, was right behind her. And when Xavier opened the door and started shrieking, Mom, Mom, Shia, the 14-year-old, took one look and ran back upstairs. She's like, nope. Nope, not looking at that. Not today. Um, so Gabrielle was very confused at first. She looked at him and she said, who shot you? Because it looked like an arrow. Oh, yeah. It looked like someone shot an arrow <sighs> through his face. So anyway, um, she, she saw... This sticking out of his face, a single trickle of blood coming down from it, and then on the back of his neck was a lump because it hadn't come out
1: the other oh. side; was just in there. So
0: okay, got it. Sick. Aww. and Gabrielle said, "Shy, go find the other boys. I'm taking Bear, which was Xavier's nickname. Oh, that's cute." To the hospital. Um, go and the other boys. They're just getting swarmed by a wasp's <laughs> nest. Don't mind the wasp stings. <laughs> um. Gabrielle backed out the car and a neighbor said that they were watching them and said, that boy's not coming home. I'm like, whoa, neighbor, relax, relax. Take it easy. That's not right. Mm-mm. Um, Can you imagine walking into an emergency room? No. Like with something sticking out of your face. Let alone a 10-year-old boy with a skewer. Oh, my God. The skewer hadn't uh, hit his spine. Oh, um, I was going to ask. He's lucky. I mean, yeah. He was walking, so I figured it didn't. But... So, well, the first thing they did was send him for an x-ray. And it didn't seem to hit his spine, which they could see in the x-ray because, you know, spine is made out of bone. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't tell what tissue damage they were dealing with. So they had to send him somewhere with more advanced imaging equipment. Mm-hmm. So they sent him to uh, Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Just as reference. Did you see that tweet that our president made? No. The Kansas City Chiefs. No. Congrats on your big win. In um, the great state of Kansas? No. 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 Okay. I'm just going to point that mm. out. So we're in Kansas City, Missouri. You're so pretty. <laughs> Except he's not. Except he's not. Okay. It's about 40 minutes north of the family's house. Um, And to prevent Xavier from moving his head, they had to put a cervical collar on his neck and they wrapped his entire head in gauze
1: oh. to help stabilize
0: the skewer. That's scary for a little boy. And the only thing left exposed... This is eye. This is mouth. Oh, oh, oh How terrifying! Hello, baby. Oh, and as piece of forty-five minutes. Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Okay. Forty miles. Forty minutes. Hold on. About forty minutes. Same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So at Children's Mercy, uh, doctors performed a CT scan. Okay. Um, to see whether the skewer had pierced one of the major blood vessels, because that's mm. what they're afraid of. They were amazed to find it had barely missed every vital artery when it penetrated his head. God, he's lucky. He's, they said it was like the proverbial threading of a needle, only with life or death. <laughs> only Con- only in your face. In your face. Fine. <laughs> um, all right, so that was good. Um, Mel shows up on a CT scan as vivid white without defined edges. So if the skewer had any kind of bend or like sharp edges or jagged pieces, when they went to try and pull it out, they were kind of rolling that they might rip open Oh, depending God. on how close it is to any of the arteries. So then they take him to get a picture with a biplane angiography. Mm-hmm. It's a process, process that gives doctors a crystal clear three-dimensional view inside the vascular system. Great. Great. Show me that shit. Just let me see it. Um, so only some hospitals have this. Uh, but one of them was uh, the University of Kansas Hospital, which just five miles away. Jeez, so this is location number three. Uh-huh. An ER doctor got on the phone with Ku to describe the case uh, that they were about to transfer. It was now 7:30 p.m. Xavier had had the skewer stuck in his head for six hours. Ugh. So he seems pretty tough right about now. Not a little whiny. Yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, like, I have goosebumps because it's like so gross. And mm. I, I know what the picture looks like, so I can't. I'm a little nauseous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the doctor who is going to be doing this special scanning, was Dr. Ebersole. Um, He looked at the photograph from the hospital on his phone and he said, whoa. <laughs> uh-huh. um, he started questioning how this kid was even alive. Uh, he headed home to make some calls. He knew he needed to get the boy into angiography uh, quickly. Mm, I love that machine. To see exactly what the skewer had damaged uh-huh. or could still damage. Like, that was the thing, is they're like... Okay, pull it out. Yeah, when they're on. pulling it out, that's what they're worried about. Um, it hadn't yet harmed any key vessels. It could uncork something on its way out and cause a stroke or worse. oh, god, and a gold And I wonder mm-hmm. if they put him under for this because they probably want to know his response. Like, I, I don't know if he could be like completely put under for this, right? They do it. They do put him under. Oh, okay. Which I was like, but
1: mm-hmm. get ready
0: for this. So using the angiography suite required 15 to 20 medical staff. Mm. It'll be tough to get the right people together on a Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. So they were like, do you think you can wait till morning? No. He did. Oh, for <laughs> baby. <laughs> for so Bear, Xavier and his family waited. Um, and they were. They tried to gauge, like, is Xavier brave enough to, to hang on this all morning to get yeah. this done? Um Dr. Everson was getting all the bath in the hospital at 11.30 p.m. He had made his final call the evening. We can wait until mm-hmm. morning, he told a fellow doctor. The boy is on board. Oh, who <laughs> Um, that? So now he's he's laying there in the ICU. Um, he just told doctors that he could stay calm for a few more hours. I'm like, poor thing. Poor baby. Um. So he understood that his life really depended on him not freaking out. Yeah. And pulling on the skewer the spear um so he kept remembering he said he remembered the movie Black Panther and apparently in that movie uh T'Challa impales the villain Killmonger with a spear through the chest and Killmonger declares he's ready to die and then pulls the spear out and collapses dead so he's he's like aware that the spear thing is pulling it issue. out is could is be, the problem I mean yeah. clearly he's aware it's an issue but pulling but he, out is yeah the problem yes the pulling it out could be the fatal step yeah so his mom told him to go to sleep, and she was holding his hand, um, and he just he kept waking up, and every time yeah. he woke up, he would say, um, he "Would say, is it out yet?" Aww. she'd be like, "No, not yet, sweetie." Go back Only ten night. more hours. <laughs> You're gonna be fine. Just come back to bed. Um, okay, so this was this was exciting. Um, Gabriel closed her eyes. And whispered to his to her son, You're the strongest person I know. Aww. And this is the, the son that she was always so annoyed with because yeah. kind of private. Yeah. Um Dr. Ebersoll and his team assembled at 8 30 AM in the angiography suite. And Xavier had been anesthetized and was sound asleep when doctors began to Thank plot the vaccine. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'm like, Oh my god, this, this you line? know, some of those crazy surgeries they make you stay well, awake for brain I mean, surgery. Yeah, they do. when you're in twilight or you're medicated but mm. for a little boy to have to be awake during that um okay so one thing that they found once they started looking at it on the angiography is uh the skewer had a notch in the shaft near the point so the point that had punctured his yeah. face and head had a notch
1: which is it. bad news so bears. when you're pulling it
0: out if that notch catches an artery it could like mm-hmm. completely rip it apart So they had, they had talked about, I don't know why I picked this when it's like, I'm like, ah, they discussed pushing the skewer through, yeah, and then cutting the notch off and then pulling it out. Um, But the rod was made of really thick stainless steel, so they weren't even sure if they got it through the other side, they could actually get Mm -hmm. it cut off and make it smooth enough. Yeah, because what if it's like edgy, like after they cut it and then it's still going to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. so they decided they were going to pull it out okay Um, they started around 10am everybody was out in the waiting room Mm -hmm. just praying praying away Um, 20 surgeons, specialists and nurses all wearing blue radiation protective gear and lead lined glasses were all waiting there were two giant arms, one attached to the floor and the other hanging from the ceiling that were positioned close to Xavier's head each arm held two x-ray devices that moved in wide arcs around his head and that's what creates the 3D images. Okay. Um, images are displayed in real time on a large flat panel screen hanging from the ceiling at eye level for Dr. Eversole. So the doctor, there's like these scanners constantly moving and showing exactly what is going on in 3D. So he knows like it's safe to keep pulling it out or just where exactly it is in the brain or the. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so Dr. Eversole could now see the one in a million trajectory of the skewer. It had missed his spine by half an inch. Oh. It had missed the cerebellum, the part of the brain that controls things such as balance and speech, mm-hmm. by half an inch. It had punctured the carotid. Car- 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 oh, sorry, carotid. There we go. <laughs> hey, I'm a doctor. A carotid sheath, but didn't appear to have damaged the hypoglossal nerve or the vagus nerve. Kenny? No, I'm not Las Vegas. We're not talking about where <laughs> Kenny is right now. <laughs> Uh, those control tongue function um, and the swallow reflex and the voice box. So he was speaking, so it didn't hit that. Um, the carotid sheath is the jugular. Uh, also in the carotid sheath is the jugular vein. Um, it had torn his jugular, but it appeared to have sealed itself back up. Okay. Um, missed his facial nerve, which controls facial expression and yeah. his sense of taste. And most important, it had missed two arteries, the carotid and the vertebral, vertebral sure um in fact it appeared that the skewer actually nudged them out of the way so it made room for the little the <laughs> little like, oh you're ledge. coming in come on come on, get we'll, in here we'll move over here we're gonna go over <laughs> in this space relax <laughs> all right so there was somebody in the room named jeremy uh, okay i'm sure this is a doctor but it says jeremy um so dr Eversall is like okay tell me oh i'm sorry it's jeremy peterson md <laughs> a burly 32 year old who stood by the boy's head and i'm like 32 you are not old enough to be doing surgery damn doctor damn it i feel like doctors are like 60s you know they have to be okay so um he said go over there and no and pull on it a little to see like how much give it has and Dr. Eversall was going to be watching on the screen to see... I don't want to be that guy that's pulling it out. Do You'd think they'd have a robot arm doing that. It said, truth be told, Dr. Peterson was nervous. Yeah. Uh, yes. But um, he placed a steady... This is why I can't be a surgeon. He placed a steady left hand on the base of the skewer to anchor it. His right hand grasped just above his left, and he nudged it back and forth ever so slightly. No. Um, so Dr. Eversoll was watching on the monitor, and um, Dr. Peterson said... Feels pretty solid. <laughs> sorry. I'm supposed laughing. I'm sorry. it's so gross. Um. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh. Oh my hold god. On. So do you think it's stainless steel, so it wasn't rusty or anything, right? Right. Okay, right, no. No, 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 no rust. Okay. Um, just adding another layer to it. Hold on. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. This is why it must have been so long. They must have given a lot of details about the hospital. Yeah. Procedures, which we won't. Okay. Okay. So Jeremy um, M.D. is pulling yes. out. Feels pretty solid. Okay. Uh, Dr. Eversol-, Eversol says, okay, let's go. You'd be the eyes. And poor Jeremy, poor Dr. Jeremy. What's his name? Peterson? Dr. Peterson. Jeremy Peterson was gonna have to fucking pull this thing out. Hello man on the totem pole. Oh, he'd have to do it slowly, strongly, and smoothly, and mostly from his right arm. While being careful that his left hand base But bad news, he's left-handed. Just getting his his left hand base had to stay really stable, which was hard because his left hand holding this as a base was on Xavier's. Oh, oh, no pressure, no pressure, you guys. Keep it calm. Um, so it did actually. It was really hard to move. It was Seems really like it was stuck there. in there. Um, it took all the strength in Dr. Peterson's <sighs> right arm to move it an inch. No. And then it stopped. It moving. Six inches in, and then it stopped moving. He's like, "It feels stuck on something." <laughs> uh so Dr. Eversole was like, "Okay, hands off." Um, he let go of the skewer and he, he got a clear picture that showed that it was hung up on a neck ligament. Oh my God, stop. Um, oh. Which isn't, in all honesty, like the, they're very unworried about the ligament. I know, but. But it's also very close to one of the arteries. And it's your and neck the, ligament. Like there's something stuck on it. No. And, the ske- and the ligament was kind of bending it oh. towards the artery. So now they're like nervous. So, so yeah, okay. Dr. Eversoll says, Jeremy, angle it a little towards you. So he does that. And then Dr. Eversoll says, okay, go again. Um, it worked. Oh. Dr. Eversall watched the tip of the skewer safely pass the vertebral artery. Okay, and then one, Dr. Peter, Dr. Peterson said, it's sliding pretty easy now. <laughs> but he continued to pull it very slowly because he was passing the jugular. Um, and finally the last hurdle, the curve. Rotted artery. The metal passed it smoothly too. And suddenly the skewer was out. Thank God. It was 3 p.m. So I started this at 10 a.m. and it's now 3 p.m. And Dr. Eversoll came into the waiting room and told Xavier's parents, It's out. He's okay. Oh my God. <laughs> and Gabrielle, the mother, said, Can I hug you? Um, so the only thing that Xavier is left with is a tiny bump beside his nose and some numbness on the left side of his face. That's it. And he said, Things are different nowadays though. Xavier often grabs the leash to take Max for walks, the dog. He's no longer scared to walk the dog. Oh, yeah, because he got through this. He can yeah. through anything. And when he gets a scraper of a mishap, <laughs> instead of going straight to 10 on the pain scale and freaking out, he'll get his mom calmly and say, This hurts pretty bad. And then his mom will say, Is it skewer bad? <laughs> and then Xavier laughs. So that is the story of Xavier. What happened to the kids And I'm assuming they got I assume, out of the wasp. I'm assuming they got the, out wasp, of the wasp fiasco. <laughs> yes, I'm assuming they did. They didn't mention them again, so I'm assuming they're fine. Oh, my God. Um, so that's the survival of Xavier. That's amazing. <laughs> I want to see the picture. Oh, God, it's so gross. Okay. I'm going to pull it up for you. Okay. Um, so I want to get your I reaction. I don't know if we should post these, but maybe we can. I don't know. What? Oh, I think we can. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Um, is incredible. (laughs) Ah! So 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3. So they were in surgery for five hours. That's insane. Okay, well, here he is. Okay, let's see. With Oh, what a cutie pie. With the skewer. Guys, the skewer (laughs) is intense. Okay. Okay, Get ready, because I think the next picture might be coming. Oh, shit. Thank God it wasn't up the other way right exactly exactly oh, it's yeah. oh boy oh boy oh boy can, can you, you believe oh, that my God. and see the tip how it's got the notch yeah oh so anyway anyway yeah it's disgusting we'll post the pictures here Aww. he is okay he loves his dog now yeah okay oh great
1: so. that was great Jenny.
0: <laughs> that was so thank you well Mine is funny. Okay, I yeah, it's love It's a little funny. different. So this was sent to me by Todd's mom, Becky. Hi, Becky. Becky, shout out. Um, so this is May 26, 2011, and it's a freak accident oh, God. that involves a high-pressure air hose. Interesting. Okay. If this involves someone's butthole, I'm going to be very upset not a, not, a, not a butthole. Okay, good. But other, another part. <laughs> another orifice? Another not a part, but, another, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Stephen McCormick. Um, he's a small town truck driver in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And he ended up on May twenty sixth, 2000, 2011, in the intensive care u- unit, blown up twice his normal size. And here's how. Huh? He was 48. <laughs> okay. And he was standing on um, the rigging, which I don't really know what that means, between his truck and a trailer. So imagine a semi truck. So that I'm assuming it's the middle part that connects, that connects the trailer them? to the front part of the truck. That sounds right. Okay. That's how I'm envisioning. We're we're truckers. Yeah. We're doctors and we're truckers. So he slipped and fell onto a brass valve Uh that was connecting the truck's brakes to the compression air supply. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. The nozzle pierced his left buttocks. So it wasn't his butthole, but it did pierce his buttocks. His butt cheek. And air rushed into his body at 100 pounds per square inch. Woo! In a matter (laughs) of minutes, his body blew to twice its size. (laughs) Becky! Did um, he pull it out at this point? You'll find out. Oh, um, his boss, Robbie Peterson, witnessed the accident and told ABC News that his body started to literally blow up before we knew it. And his face went up like a balloon. And by went up, I think blow up and blew up like a balloon. Oh, my God. All I can think about what? is Willy Wonka and the Chalk Factory with the girl who eats the gum. Yep. They he made a reference blueberry. in here is, um, to the Michelin Man. <laughs> so in their small town, um, only has two ambulances. And both were very busy at the time of the accident, and the nearest rescue helicopter was based two hours away. So they were also busy. So they had to take him to the juicing room. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We knew we needed help quick. The pain was unreal, and lifting him up and off the nozzle was the worst. So yes, they had to pull him off the nozzle. Well, yes. Um, as the so as the air pumped, Steve began to scream. Stephen began to scream. Coworkers struggled to pull him off the nozzle. In a life-saving move, they managed to stop the air supply and put him on his side. As Steve struggled to breathe, Coworkers tried to keep him calm by putting ice packs around his neck. It was an hour before paramedics would arrive. Mama! And he just stayed huge? Yeah. Yep. Um, He was blowing up like a football. He had no choice but to just lie there, blowing up like a balloon. Paramedics tried to insert a needle... For a morphine drip, the pressure from the air inside of him pushed the needle out. Oh my god, he He is like a balloon. Yep. So they they tried to insert a needle to get the morphine because he was in so much pain, and the needle just popped right back out from the pressure from the air. Oh my god, I'd be like, Um, pour it in my mouth. Let's go. It was like putting a needle into a piece of rock. They were also unable to give him air through a tube in his nostrils because he had so much air inside of him; it would just push the tubes in his nose right back out again. (laughs) it's it's a lighthearted one because the great news is he He survived Doctors (laughs) said the air filled his abdomen abdomen and chest as well as the space around his heart lungs and even behind his eyelids the air separated his fat from his muscles and compressed his heart so imagine the pain i mean this is a very very painful thing that was happening being stabbed in the butt was critical to his survival Mm -hmm. it's lucky that he did not hit an artery or else he would have bled to death Mm -hmm. said one of the doctors um after being rushed to the hospital, a team of five doctors put a hose through his ribs. Oh God! To get air to his lungs, because that was one of the problems: is he wasn't even though his body was filled with air, he couldn't get he air. couldn't get air into his lungs. Oh, um, amongst other things, um, though doctors were able to get fluid out of him, the air had come out the natural way, resulting in enormous case of flagellants yes so he was just farting up a storm i mean that's how you got to get rid of it it took him three days to get back to his normal size and he was re- released from the hospital on a wednesday to continue his recovery at home he said so um his mother who's 78 told abc news that her son is completely recovered adding with relief he's good as gold he's back to new again Um, he suffered no broken bones and no bruises, just a hole from where he was punctured, leaving the hospital, he said I really felt like the Michelin man Um, he's expected to return to work in two weeks in the meantime, his mates, so his friends back at work, were brainstorming nicknames for him and there's, he gets teased a lot at work and um, there's quite a lot of flack around the office there's quite a lot of flash for this too (laughs) yeah, so I'm sure they have all sorts of weird names for him and he did survive, but he did say it was one of the most painful things he had ever been through. I mean, imagine that separating your muscles and your and your tissues and your... That's disgusting. But thank God he fell on his butt cheek and not, like, somewhere else. Right. But, yeah, that's the story of Stephen McCormick. I did not know that could happen. It can. I read it, and I I actually double-checked ABCnews.com, which is where I got the article, and it's a legit story. Because I thought maybe it's one of those, like, fake news type right. situations. Yeah. You so, can really do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. All so I can think Becky about is... In thanks, Becky. I really enjoy... Um, Flagellants? Oh. Oh. I mean, yeah. He doesn't. <laughs> no. Sometimes I don't. I like that his last, like, like, thing that he did in the hospital was let out a big fart. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I like that they kept him there for that. Like, we just got to let you fart this out. It was important that he had to like do that before they could let him go. Well, yeah. So. God damn it. So full of air. So full of air. That's um, Sidebar here. Mm-hmm. Um, Before we get into weird news. Jenny and uh, Janelle style weird news. Um, I had to have a colonoscopy. Again, all the stomach issues I always have. And um, they apparently fill you up with air. Oh. And so that was like. But you're knocked out, right? no okay if you get a colonoscopy by itself you just are in twilight which okay. is like the halfs knocked out okay yeah but i was getting the two-for-one special where they oh. went they went down my throat for an endoscopy hey, damn all your and holes then, were filled and then up my butt with colonoscopy why not a three-for-one while they're at it <laughs> what other orifices you guys want to get it hit up the gyno too while you're at I know. it so i basically um like they told me when i was leaving they're like you're probably gonna have to fart a lot and i was like okay they're like we have to yeah, fill it's you it's up the air because they they need to see what they're doing so they like put air in there so they can like open oh, those i never knew that yeah then good news guys they took out a polyp it was 10 millimeters which is considered very large that's are they going to test it they or? did nothing's okay. wrong with it but now okay. i have to go back every three years oh. uh-uh. well, that's that's okay yeah i'm cool with it i'm cool with it um okay are we oh. ready for weird news yes you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Sure, I can go first. Okay, I'm mine. This is not as good as Kenny's. Not, but it will never be as good as Kenny's. Okay, New Zealand. A teacher punches student for teasing him about what? A teacher punches a student? Mm-hmm. Why? A teacher punches a student. Did he have a lisp No. The, this is not as good as Kenny's at all. I'm ready. The, the student told him that he had a, a pedophilia mustache, and the the teacher allegedly um, smacked the kid in the face for telling him that he had a pedophile mustache. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, a. I feel like if you have a mustache that could be considered a pedophile mustache, maybe don't have that. I mean, the picture. I don't know if this is really him. Mm, That doesn't, I feel like it should be skinnier. Yeah, I feel like it has to be skinnier. And And less, are you really going to lose your job over that? I mean. It also needs to be less full. It's like, I feel like pedophiles have some sort of weird, they can't actually grow facial hair in a normal way. Oh yeah, like there's something wrong wrong with them in the facial hair kind of way. Yeah. Okay, do yours. That's, that was stupid. I loved it. Do yours. (laughs) Do it. Kenny, we miss you. Kenny, come back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my weird news is, airline sorry for forcing passenger to do what before their flight to Saipan, which I believe is an Asian uh, place, country, country place, place, city, I don't know. Destination? I should have looked at it, but I didn't. Um, wash their feet. Interesting. Interesting. No. No. Not at it. Nope. Um, airline sorry for forcing passenger to take pregnancy tests before their flight to Saipan. Why? (laughs) So, despite already completing a questionnaire, Midori Nishida was taken off by staff to a toilet and given a strip to urinate on. Basically, part of the northern Mariana Islands, uh, Saipan has become a popular place for foreign women to give birth because it makes them eligible to become a U.S. citizen. Oh. Um, and so a lot of people like sneak on to or go on flights, and they don't. They'll say I'm not pregnant, but apparently they can't be believed. So like, Hong Kong Express Airway staff led her to a toilet and gave her a strip to urinate on. The test came back negative, and she was allowed to board. But the 25-year-old described the ordeal as very humiliating and frustrating yeah you think and i would be like oh are you saying i also look pregnant yeah i feel like i would like fuck someone. you yeah unless there's a baby coming out of my vagina don't ask it's none of your business um so at first the airline did not like acknowledge this but not, they have now since apologized um and they said we'd like to apologize unreservedly to anyone who has been affected by this well you should because that's a shitty thing to do yeah yeah maybe make them take the pregnancy test before they get on the plane well they I'm did I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm like Janelle no No, I mean like like when they enter the airport right right, right. or just not ever just at all just, just don't just don't just don't just relax it just if I, if I if I want to become a U.S. citizen that bad let me if I'm willing <laughs> to do that just let me oh they have immediately suspended the practice and they will review it good great good for you guys good job <laughs> well this is then sip, survive, repeat. <laughs> this is Danelle and Jenny without Kenny. It's the saddest without Kenny here. Um we are gonna be back next Tuesday with more survival stories. Uh don't forget that if you rate, review, and subscribe and then send a screenshot of that, we will send you some merch from our merch uh-huh. bin. Yes, you will. We have large stickers, small stickers, magnets, pins. All sorts of stuff. All sorts of all things. All sorts of variety. Um, So I guess we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Jenny from Sip, Survive, Repeat. And we love our listeners, but we want to get some more ratings and reviews. So if you guys could log on to Apple Podcasts and then give us a rating and a review, we'll send you... A sticker. All you need to do is send us a screenshot of your rating and your review to either our email, sipsurvive repeat at gmail.com, or direct message us or DM us as the kids like to say, on any social media. So all you have to do again is rate and review on Apple Podcasts and take a screenshot of that and send it to us at one of the channels I just mentioned. And we'll send you a Sip Survive Repeat sticker and it's big, you guys. Size of your hand at least. So again, send it to us and we'll see you soon.